This is Yawa Radio. A warm welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. So we've got the wonderful Linda Fussell about to join us. Uh, Linda is the walking coach. She loves to connect to nature. She loves to be outside. She loves to walk and talk through people's challenges. Um, and uh, every month, this same time every month, she brings all her wonderful well-being hints and tips. So without further ado, let's welcome back the wonderful Linda Fussell. Hello, hello. It is so lovely to be with you again. It's such a glorious time of the year as we are um, coming towards the end of the summer. Um, we've had the most beautiful weather, but goodness, hasn't it been hot and and so dry. I mean, for so many parts of the world, the weather is crazy. But here in the UK, we've had a glorious summer, but the price we pay for that are brown fields. Everything's looking dry and crisp. Trees are struggling. Reservoirs are dry. But None of that for the moment. I want to talk about doing the right thing. And it kind of touches a little bit into what's happening out in nature, obviously, because that's that's how I flow. So Linda Fussell here from the Flow Academy, as Joe has lovely said, and just wanting to bring into the foreground of our thinking today on I guess, in essence, it's integrity, but it's doing the right thing and, and being there. And it, we, why is it that we find it so hard? We all want to um, be seen to be doing the right thing. And that's very different to doing the right thing. Doing what other people expect us to do, doing what we think other people think we should be doing versus doing what's good for us. And that's what I really wanted to look on. Doing the right thing at the right time. And effectively for us first, so that we can help others, you know, putting on your own oxygen mask before helping another. Now we're back to flying um, and, you know, hearing those messages again. But it's what is it that stops us doing what we know we should be doing? And this can come across in a myriad of things, whether it's eating the right food, whether it's um, having the right amount of exercise, whether it's getting to bed early, whether it's... um, Focusing on the work that brings us joy and and earns us income that makes a difference or whether we just get comfortable doing the same old, same old. Um, this is, it's really relevant for me at the moment, but I know it's relevant for a number of my clients that I'm talking to where all of a sudden things are coming into focus. Um, prices are rising. We've got the, you know, the cost of living crisis. This is affecting, this is affecting pretty much everybody. You know, wherever you are on the scale, it's it's either it's either life threatening at the bottom end or it's certainly uncomfortable or you're seeing things really change if you're at the top end of the earning scale. But for most of us that are somewhere in the middle, we could all be doing just a little bit better or being a little bit smarter or, or really focusing a little bit 
more clearly. I'm not going to say harder. I'm going to say clearly on what needs to be done. And it's um, situations like like we're sitting in now where prices are rising all around us. Prices for food have been going up steadily um, as has uh you know, shrinkflation has been affecting. So we've had inflation and shrinkflation in the food market. But now we're seeing energy prices rising. We're seeing bank rates rising, affecting mortgages. Um, it, just everything around us seems to be in a state of flux. Now, state of flux is pretty scary. And as with every change, unless you get a handle on it, it is super scary. So... What is it we need to do and why do we avoid doing it? We we know we need to sit down and understand what our income is, how we spend, what we're doing, and then make choices about what we want to continue doing, what we want to do more of, what we want to do less of. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'm super good at the planning. I will plan everything, do it, and it's great, and I know exactly where I am, and I feel good. At the end of the day, I feel good. It's always really um, it's a real mental release to know what you're dealing with. So when we feel good about something, that's fantastic. And we we then start living again and we start living with, with the joy and the, I'm not going to say the free abandon, but just generally with, with joy and with a relaxed um, demeanor. As soon as we start losing control or we realize we're not doing the things that we said we needed to do in order to maintain, we introduce stress. And stress is a response to something directly in the environment, directly happening around us that is causing us um, to feel uncomfortable. Anxiety, on the other hand, is is a worry about the future. And so if we haven't done the planning and we um, don't know where we're going, we will be tend to be suffering anxiety because it's what might happen where we don't know what's happening, but we think of all the worst case scenarios. If we've done our planning and we're looking at what's happening in, in the few, you know in the present right now and we're not doing the right thing and living up to our expectations, doing following the plans that we've set in place for ourselves, we put ourselves in a state of stress because we are conscious that this is uncomfortable and this is not the way we've planned to do it or we are not following what we need to do. The the One of the easiest ways to deal with stress, we need stress because it helps us keep a focus, okay? So that's great. We need good, healthy stress that, help, that brings us back into we should be doing something different. Where it becomes a problem is when it um, takes over and uh, stops us actually being able to make make a move make make the changes that we need to do so i was thinking about this today and i, I was thinking about it in in terms of um work and some clients i'm working with on what is the right thing what should i be doing what should my clients be doing and why are we all not all why are a lot of us and i think at some stage all of us get into this where we we almost become rebellious and we do things that we know really aren't good for us, but actually it feels good in the short short term. You know, there's this um, saying about, um, what's it, a moment a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. And this, this is something that I've heard for years about eating cakes and um, things that aren't good for you. 
where you have this momentary pleasure and then you have the the long-term impact of it and this this is happening in in so many different ways whether it's food um i was at an event recently and just looking around the uh state of well-being of the general population that were there there was it was a social event there was an awful lot of drinking going on um alcoholic drinking and that's I, I i'm not i don't drink uh, a huge amount i do drink the a very occasional often alcohol free beer if i could um or a or a whiskey but and i have no problem with people drinking i do question though if people have made the choice whether they want to drink it or whether they're doing that any form any form of substance abuse is it a rebellion is it a release from a situation we don't want to be there is it just seen as doing what other people think we should be doing so are we fitting in with the joneses um fitting in with the crowd are are we you know what are why are we doing these things are we consciously thinking about what is going on and why we do stuff and this is really where i was wanting to focus today is are we consciously doing are we consciously making decisions and then following up doing the doing taking action acting out the life we wish to have that bring us the joy the peace um the physical and mental well-being are we feeding our bodies and nurturing our souls with the things that are good for us or are we just doing things that we have um formed habitually you know what do you think where are you on this scale it's it's an interesting one to ponder isn't it um i, I you know i've know people around me who have long term health conditions and they have to focus really hard on managing their conditions and for those conditions they do they are pretty good about keeping themselves in check but then something happens and um they will do something whether it's working a longer day whether it's um saying yes to something they should say no to whatever it is there are situations where we are human and we choose to do things that are not good for us very interesting very interesting to think about this so bringing this back to nature where are we now we've we've had this amazing hot dry summer um which has been lovely as humans but really stressful um for the environment for the farmers for our future crops that we're going to be buying because they you know it's it's great yeah it's the sun shining but actually we're going to pay the price of this um one of the beauties of england uh is we have we have good rainfall you know this green and pleasant land is that because we have good rainfall uh, as a result um crops grow amazingly you know everything grows so well here it is easy to grow until we don't have water um when we live in in uh, let's say i'm going to say towns and cities villages where where we, where we have water on tap we're often um let's say removed slightly from where our water comes from water comes out the tap <laughs> it's the same as our food it comes off from the supermarket no 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 water comes into the tap from reservoirs from a water system that supplies water across the country 
which ultimately comes from our rainfall. Where the rain is falling in the right places, into the right catchment areas, into the right river systems and into the right reservoirs, ultimately gives us water that comes through our taps. So I see, um, I've witnessed uh, neighbours, people around us, mowing their lawns, and I'm going to say within an inch of their lives, but actually really putting the grass under massive stress. And grass is one of the most successful plants that we have on the planet. It survives all sorts of things. So people have these beautiful green mowed to an inch, um, you know, mowed, mowed flat lawns. And I've, I've seen people during, this, during the heat, when we know we've got even more heat coming, mowing their lawn and putting their, their grass under massive stress and then going out with a hose pipe and watering it. And I'm, I, I'm in, I want to say in awe, I'm aghast, but I, I've not been doing the right thing and having a conversation. So I've just been watching and not in getting involved. Maybe it was the right thing for me because I just didn't have the time or the capacity, but it was not the right thing for, for the neighbor's education or for the environment or for all of us in the long term. And I'm seeing this everywhere. Um, through the spring, we had so many birds nesting in our garden. And I'm really grateful for that. We've got loads of bird um, bird boxes. Uh, we've got lots of feeding stations. But we also have lots of trees. Um, I have a Lelandi hedge, which is not something I love. But the wildlife love it and it serves a purpose. It was here when we moved in. I try and keep it um, maintained, looking out my window and seeing it desperately needing a haircut. Um, and I have a, a wildlife hedge um, on, on the other side of the house, a beautiful, um, it's only seven metres long. I planted it and then I did. I laid it because I, um, I do lay hedges. I've trained to do that. Um, but what I've noticed this year in particular is that my garden is absolutely filled with birds, not so much, not so many butterflies, interestingly enough, because I don't have as many flowers with because I've not been watering, so the flowers are not there. Um, but there are insects, uh, definitely loads and loads of insects for the smaller flowers and the things that are out. Um, there are obviously butterflies, but not as many as I might have had in previous years. But I think that's probably affecting everybody. Um, and like I say, I I water very sparingly, um, initially from my water butts. And when those run dry, I do use the tap, but I try not to use the hose pipe. I use um, watering cans so that I can feel the connection with the water that I am actually applying to my fruit trees, which have been so abundant this year. My apple and pears are just incredible. Berries have been amazing. Um, we had red currants, uh, just amazing, amazing crop of red currants. And then out in the countryside, obviously, there's we've had wild raspberries, wild um, blackberries, um, various, you know, just berries everywhere you go. Just absolutely wonderful. But going back to my garden and the watering, I water what ne what's needed. I water my vegetables um, when they need it. Uh, I water the apple trees and the or the fruit trees when they're full of fruit laden and needing it. And I water some of the plants that um, I probably wouldn't have planted if, if well, I knew we were having dry weather like this. But we've, you know, we've had them for years and they're part of the part of the garden. And I'm watering them this year 
and I guess we'll have to see whether they survive. Things like hydrangeas. In the name, hyd hydra, water. They need a lot of water. Um, there's there's a few plants that are really struggling that um, I are either producing flowers that I needed for the rest of the environment, but I'm I'm watering very selectively. And further on to that, um, I have been putting out bowls of water. I've seen so many neighbours got water out for dogs when we're dog walking. There's there's water out for the dogs, which is lovely. But I've got water out for the wildlife. So I've got obviously got my pond, but that's very low and I haven't been topping it up because I've been using the water sparingly. Um, and I've got lots of cool spaces, so I'm hoping that the frogs, etc., are surviving through this. But I've got um, bowls of water, plain water on the grass in different places, the bird bath, obviously, but that's so shallow it dries really quickly. Um, and I've been putting sugar water out for the bees and insects. And that has been interesting to see how that has been appreciated. Um, so anyway, this I wanted to think about doing the right thing and what are we doing. What, When you're doing something in your day, is it something that is the right thing for you, for the people around you and for your environment? Or are you doing it because you feel short-term gain and it's not going to do you any good in the long term um, or because other people it's the social norm or other people expect you to be doing something I wanted to pose this question and I want to leave this with you just to take a look at what you're doing and how you're interacting and what what brings you joy and what is the right thing to do and so with that I'm going to leave you to to think that through with much love and um, calmness and joy and focus focus and awareness of how we're living and what's happening around us and how we are still able to be grateful for the moments and what we see and what we've achieved and what's given to us what we're able to experience, what we're able to witness. So with that, much love and have a an absolutely wonderful month ahead. And I look forward to connecting with you next month. This is Linda Fussell from the Flow Academy, sending you much flow and focus. Have a great, have a great day. This, this is, is Yawa, Yawa Radio. Radio. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. UK. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio Podcast. Copyright applies. With inspirational guests from around the world, inspirational quotes, the inspirational book of the week, the meditation hour, the quiet zone, and feel good music. Yawa Radio is about well being, happiness, and finding the beauty within. Enjoy. Be beautiful. Be happy. Be inspired. This 
is Yawa Radio.